The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Listeners, we are climbing some mountains this week. Our guest on the show is the founder of Music Industry Connected, a company that specializes in helping musicians build their careers. MIC's latest initiative is The Mountain, a platform that aspires to help artists balance their business strategy, art, and personal life using a six-step process. The first segment of The Mountain is available now, and you can check it out and MIC services by visiting www.musicindustryconnected.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Emily Plazik is on the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Emily. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I'm so happy to be speaking with you. I have spent the morning looking at the mountain platform on your Music Industry Connected website. It's a cool platform. You have a lot of stuff on there that's supported by science and business principles, so I dig that. There's some real heft behind this, and it's sort of a fun metaphor. Let me ask you, why a mountain in particular as a metaphor for building a successful music career? Well, I dreamed when I was a kid about being a musician and figured that there were other people like me that felt how daunting it was. And over the years, I got so much inspiration from nature as I was you know, developing this research that I started to realize that that daunting feeling kind of feels like looking up at a mountain. You're at the bottom of the mountain, you're looking up. But, you know, people climb mountains. So it's a really good metaphor for how you can have a music career. Uh, just take it inch by inch. And there's a method to doing it. You learn how to climb a mountain. You learn how to do a music career. And also, it just looks really cool. It does look so cool. <laughs> credit where credit is due. It is a cool looking animation where you, and you roll over the text of the different parts of the mountain and you see the different parts of building a music career. I dig it. I dig it. And I, I love how, how far you really take this metaphor because there's a lot of like mountain climbing essence in the way you structured this in terms of how, how you build a music career. Because on the platform, you talk about the different levels of the mountain and how you have to scale the different parts of it to reach the top. But what's interesting about your platform and the use of this metaphor is how you say that before musicians can even begin climbing this mountain, so to speak, there are several preliminary steps that you have to get ready to do to get ready for your climb. You got to do some stuff at base camp, so to speak. And for example, you, you talk about how the first step of the mountain platform is to, quote, create the world. What do you mean by that? Oh my gosh, my heart just melts when I talk about this one. <laughs> so if you look at the logo of our website, it's a play pause button, which is the mountain sideways. So um, the MIC or the mic, either way, the mic logo, when you flip it, it's this play pause button, where the bottom is this red bar with the mountain sits on. And we found in all of our work, I mean, I'm a musician too, and I get to work with so many musicians in all these different genres and ask them what's ailing them the most, what are the biggest struggles. And at the end of the day, what came back a lot in conversations and stories is that the musicians who started with a really strong music world 
had the easiest time finding success. And the music world is this idea that there are some people get that get into music career for, um, you could say kind of surface reasons, whether it just feels good to the ego or it just sounds like a cool thing to do or music's kind of wallpaper to their personality and they wanna be associated with it. And that's, their careers are harder because there's no foundation, like that big red foundation holding up the mountain. So they run into more uh, roadblocks and then they have less energy to get through the whole mountain climb. But those who start with the music world, even just the passion and they have like a certain sound they're trying to hear, a certain message they're trying to, you know, bring to life. Those people that have that world, they get the most consistent energy, like sustainable from their, basically their hearts and their souls. And it, they just create these worlds for people to step into. As listeners, think about it. If you're in like a certain mood, you turn a certain musician on your iPod. Oh my gosh, I'm showing my non-age. I love my iPod still. You turn a you certain your iPod. We don't even have iTunes anymore. I know. <laughs> I miss it. But, <laughs> but you like turn on like JT if you want to dance or Beyonce if you want to feel sexy. They're like music worlds we're invited into. So any musician who starts and thinks about, oh yeah, I do have a music world. Um, that there's a lot of power to be harnessed there. And that's the most important hearts and that's why it's the first step so the idea is you want to create sort of what you want your fans to experience when they experience your music and that you know have that sort of solid or at least have a decent idea of it before you start really scaling the actual career itself most people have it naturally if they're really meant to do a music career and they really have it in their souls they just have to step back and be a little self-aware for a moment and be like oh yeah, I have a music world. This is what it is. This is what makes me different as a human. It's just basically taking your uniqueness as a human being and how you're going to translate into that, that into your music. And that's what the music world is. It's just inherent in you being confident about yourself. I want to talk to you about something else that you have written about in terms of the very early stages of a music career. I, I love reading some of these platform websites that folks like you put together and just learning something new. And when I read your website, I learned of a term that I didn't know it before called the first circle conundrum. And you, you write about this being a phenomenon that musicians often experience when building their careers. And I was really intrigued by it. And it's super interesting. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the first circle conundrum? Yes. So this is a phrase that we coined here at Mike because in all of the different talks with all the different independent musicians or the label signed ones, it came up so often that people's feelings were hurt by the other musicians' feelings were hurt by the other people in their life, not responding a certain way to their music. Like I invited everybody, you know, my friends, my family to my show or sent out, you know, all these posts on social media and nobody you know, likes it. I guess that means it's actually garbage music. And it was so common. And it was just such a source of energy sucking your know, negativity that um, we thought we really dove into the psychology behind it. And it comes down to um, some like psychological marketing traits um, and things that the brain does like chunking or uh, making sense of the world where if you already know somebody like you, Ryan, you are now somebody I know as a podcast interviewer and a leadership role. If you already know somebody as like your aunt or your next door neighbor or the guy that's next, that sits next to you in class, and then they try to bring to the table that they are also a musician you should be a fan of, it's really hard to reassign a label to somebody 
sometimes it totally works. We see it a lot in the music industry with like somebody's an actress and then they become a musician. But for like the people in our lives in that first circle, the people who are first circle, one degree of separation away, or family members or friends, we should just accept that, okay, they might not see us the way that we'd like them to, where they could be like fans, like drooling over our new product. Because they can't, we can't, they can't reassign us that label. So take heart, accept it, and just don't let that hurt your feelings. Just keep moving forward. And those kind of principles um, are big in the mountain. They're just supposed to help bring understanding to our worlds so that we don't get stuck in these traps that trap most musicians. A lot of understanding, self-awareness, that kind of stuff is big in the mountain. And I love the first circle conundrum. It's like life changing. I have so many musicians come back to me and they're like, once I stopped worrying about that, oh my gosh, did I feel better? So it's a big one. Love that one. It is powerful insight. I feel like there are a lot of music careers that never get started because there are artists who say, well, if the people closest to me aren't buying what I'm selling, don't see me as an indie artist entrepreneur. How am I supposed to get complete strangers to do it? And Though it might seem counterintuitive on first blush, what you're contending, which I think makes a lot of sense, is sometimes those people outside of your circle are going to be much more likely to accept you as this creator because they don't already know you as, oh, you know, you're the kid at Thanksgiving who, you know, eats too much of the cranberry sauce. You're not a, you're not a musician. Well, but so how, how do you, how do you balance it with the idea that something, you know, that a lot of folks in our space talk about when we give artists advice, which is you need to depend on that inner circle to help move your career forward in the sense that if you, you know, if your uncle's an entertainment lawyer, that's a way to get free legal services. Or if your aunt's an accountant, you can get some accounting services. Or, you know, if you have some cousins who, you know, play in a band, like use those people in your inner network to try to get, you know, the things you need to move your career forward. So how do you balance sort of using your friends, family, and fans to help get your career off the ground in the early stages with this idea of the first circle conundrum? I'm so glad you're using the word balance. So I'm a, I'm a yogi and I really like studying different ways of seeing the world and balance is um, big in a lot of different thought realms. Right. And so when applied to this, the idea of balancing the understanding of it's almost like a, it almost could be straight as cynicism, right? Like the people in my life, they won't care about me. That's fine. No, you balance it with going, well, I'm going to still tell everybody what I do. I won't take it personally when they project on me. Like you might have an uncle who wanted to be in a band and it didn't work out. So every time he talks to you about it, it's like a weird conversation. You just can't take it personal. Okay. On the one end, but on the other end, you still let everybody know what you're doing. And we call that the wear down. Um, basically you still post on social media. You still have that presence. You say what you want to say. You have your artistic integrity. You're sharing that world. You're inviting people into the world. but you're not taking it personally right whenever anybody reacts a different way than you'd like um but then because you're letting everybody in your world know about you did you ever hear the rule of seven in marketing i know it's uh do tell yeah it's just that the brain after hearing or seeing something seven times it'll tuck it away back basically into a back pocket so um that's why like logo recognition even babies like know what the mcdonald's logo is the rule of seven is just one of those brain neuroscience uh, phenomenons that marketers use, but you can wear down the inner circle just by making lots of posts. And eventually after seven occurrences of them, either brushing over it or actually reading or seeing something in pool, they'll remember and tuck into their brains. Okay. That's what my cousin does. So what that does is it wore down the first circle to maybe not be your fans, but they all are aware of what you do. 
And so what happens often is somebody, because they know what you did, uh, what you're doing, they've run into, you know, a potential agent or something or they like, oh, wait, I know an entertainment lawyer. And they end up making connections really naturally. And it's also a really good example of another principle we talked about, push versus pull marketing. That kind of harnessing the power of your first circle through pool marketing, where you're just being yourself, doing your nice, loving musician thing, and then good things happen because of what we just described, those synchronicities, like LinkedIn connections and stuff in the real world. Um, it's a pool instead of a push, because nobody likes to be hounded like, hey, do you know anybody who can help me with this? Hey, I see that you're friends with this guy online. Could you help me? Could you make the connection? It happens more naturally. All this stuff is very synchronistic energy wise when you start to go with like the real loving open side of these principles. Balance is a big word. I feel like I'm getting a marketing MBA in this 12 minute interview. This is awesome. All right. I want to, I want to appeal to you now of, as the as a yogi and as a business expert, I want to continue on this conversational thread about balance, because the mountain does stress the importance of finding balance. And when I think about balance, I think about striking the balance between your art, your business, and your personal life, which is something that every indie artist I've ever encountered struggles with. So when you encounter these indie artists that are having these balance issues, which again is like 105% of them, yeah. where do you see artists often making mistakes when trying to find that balance and what can artists do generally to improve in this area? The biggest one I see in my clients that either come in for individual consulting sessions or that I coach long-term or that I manage um, shorter long-term, but the biggest pattern is um, people see the, this, this day or this week or this month and get frustrated and feel like they're not doing enough in, you know, the art side or the business side or the physical training, you know, playing your instrument, practicing, writing songs, everything side. And I have to remind them like, this is a long game. There might, there's going to be a lot of phases you're going to go through and you have to be really patient and see the big picture. That's why the introduction to the mountain is called the big picture because nobody, none of the greats that we look up to musicians made a music career in a couple weeks or a couple months or just a couple years. It takes a long time. So that, that's a big one. It's finding the balance in maybe you spend a couple weeks just focusing on writing some songs and your brain kind of flushes that out. And then the other side of your brain wants to kick in. You have a couple great weeks doing strategy stuff. Uh, it's some people balance day to day. Some people uh, balance weeks, some is months, but that's a big one. It's just seeing the timeline is bigger. And I would imagine that a big part of it is training your brain and your, your own psyche to know that when you're not working on one thing because you're working on another thing, it's okay. And you're not supposed to freak out because you're going to get to that other thing when you're done with this thing. And it doesn't mean that you're ignoring that other thing. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what happens when you. Um, in yoga, what comes up a lot is the importance of rest. Like at the end of every single yoga class, they do savasana, which is a pose it's called corpse pose and it's complete rest. And they say, every teacher says this is the most important pose of class. Definitely my favorite. Right? So you take <laughs> yoga classes? Do you study? Uh, no, I've just, I've, I've played around with it sometimes. <laughs> you will love it when you take a yoga class, Ryan. <laughs> But, and it's like very annoying at first. Cause you're like, oh, I just want to burn more calories or something American. Like we're kind of used to thinking. And, but the truth is what it's teaching you is just like how, if you are um, a weightlifter or a runner, whatever you are, they talk about the importance of rest days. Um, your brain 
and your body really does need rest. Uh, rest is important for your quality of life because when you rest it on business, you sit in an, on an idea or in your arts or art or business or whatever, you sit on an idea, like your subconscious, your unconscious is working on it. And when you let it go, then the next day or the next week, it'll come back with a vengeance and glory. There's so much energy working underneath the surface. It's a, lo a lot of this is about trust too. Cause if, if, everything down there is putting the puzzle pieces together it it, it it you just gotta let it go and it does come back you're right about panicking just don't panic <laughs> just okay don't, yeah it's okay artist you don't have to do every single thing at every single moment in fact you know sometimes time blocking makes a great deal of sense in terms of moving your future goals forward let me ask you something general about the mountain because you know i interview a lot of people that have platforms and a lot of them are great platforms and i think artists often will say to themselves like how do i you know how do i distinguish one from another why do i choose one over another so let me ask you what are you trying to do with the mountain that is different from other music advice platforms that are out there okay so i think there are so many great places out to, out there to learn from um and what most of those do is they go after the how-tos of specific functions. There are some courses you could take online that are so good at teaching you about um, how to plan a tour. And then there are other ones that are really good about how to write music, etc. What the mountain does that, this is why I started Mike, because I couldn't find this anywhere. What the mountain does is it steps back and looks at the big picture and integrates the art the business, the mental health, and the physical performance all together into like a big picture overall strategy so that you know, okay, here's where I am. Now's time to go plan a tour for myself. Cool. So then you can go off and go to one of those other thought leaders or books and, and plan your tour and you see where it fell into the big picture. Because I, I, oh my gosh, I felt this so hard at the beginning of my music career. Uh, and then I've heard so many people say this too, where you start doing something like, we'll go with the planning a tour example, and you're doing it, you're doing it, and then you hit some blocks and it's kind of hard. And then you're like, wait, why am I doing this? Is this even the right thing to be doing? So the idea of the mountain is it shows you the big picture so you don't have that doubt. You don't have that panic. Because some people, social media, for example, is great, so pivotal, such a big part of their strategy. For other people, social media is a, a non-negotiable, but it's not as big. So they know they don't have to spend so much time on it. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's just big picture. Right on. That's, yeah. that's fabulous. And you can check the mountain out by visiting www.musicindustryconnected.com. The first part of the platform is available now on the website. Emily Plazek with us, everybody. You are fantastic, Emily. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Let me ask you this last question before we let you go this week. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah. Biggest tip that I tell myself, too, all the time is it's all in your head. If you pay attention to yourself, we go up and down, you know, on a daily basis, and we can create great things as humans, and we feel that, you know, like inspired we're on a high we just have to remember when we're on a low that it's all in our head we can get back up to that high and harness that energy and create something great it's all in our heads and really greatness is possible so so great you can check her out 
Check out The Mountain at www.musicindustryconnected.com. Emily, thank you so, so much for joining us this week. Thank you, Ryan. This was so fun. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.